tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another after show here at AfterBuzz TV for TNT's Falling Skies. We're season five, episode four. Pope breaks bad. Uh, this took a this took a turn. It did. I'm joined alongside uh, Lauren Lagrasso. That's true. My name's Lauren Lagrasso. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Lolo Logrow. That's three lows and a grow. That's so true. Let your lows grow. <laughs> They say in the business. Um, and if uh, if you're just joining us, welcome. If you're returning, welcome. Yes. Glad you could. Uh, glad we could be part of your day, night, morning, evening. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Thanks for joining. And uh, subscribe, rate, and comment. Uh, now the the theories are are heightening, and uh, as I mentioned, we took a we're taking some turns. Yes. Um, but we, before we talk about the big subject of the day, let's talk about Cochise and his Cochise. humanity, so to speak. Yes. It was beautiful to see. The actor who does that role is really incredible because even through all the masks and the makeup, he, he manages to really show a lot of different emotion. Um, I, I was shocked to see that he was dying today. That was His lifespan was ending. Yeah, that's how he put it. I thought, wow, I mean, if everyone was that robotic, how interesting, a, a, or not an interesting world we would live in if we just put serious things in such a upfront manner. My lifespan has now ended. I am very, dead. Very matter-of-factly. <laughs> yes. Um, I am mad with you. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I thought this was, I, I, I you know, uh, whenever you have shows like this or movies like this, obviously, present, you know... It's it's something that's common where you see humanity of like you know their spirit the human spirit can overcome a lot and mm-hmm. uh, despite how dumb they may be or or, or weak as, as as a species they have a lot to add uh, you know and we can learn from them and it, it's almost uh, that speech in some ways it was almost a similar to me of uh, remembering the Hobbit I think this is the fellowship you know you can know you can learn you can study hobbits for thousands of years and you think you get to know them but. Uh, and then they surprise you. Yeah, there's always something left to learn. I think, in general, that's what differentiates the human species from other species, is we do have this emotional intelligence. And I thought it was really wonderful when Cochise brought that up to his father. and said, there is still something to learn from these people, believe it or not. They might not have the most advanced technology, but they have the most advanced spirit. I hope. I mean, it's. I don't know. It's always surprising to me when you know that that becomes like an overlooked thing. Um, you know, just just being able to persevere and so on. Mm-hmm. I loved what he said um, when he was talking to his dad, and he said, "To die is easy, but to continue fighting against all impediments is the honorable thing to do." It's the honorable thing to do. So I thought, you know, wow, that's so true. They always say people who you know, sacrifice their own lives 
it's the easy way out. But if you actually persevere through all of the adversity you're facing in your life, that is the hard thing and the honorable thing to do. And that's when you truly learn and can make an impact on the world and someone else. Yeah. And I've heard that I've heard it in many times before. Uh, yeah, quitting is just, it's the equivalent, not that it's quitting in this particular instance, but it's, right. it's, all, it's a form it, of quitting. Yeah. You know, and quitting is easy. Mm-hmm. You've, you've given up. Mm-hmm. Cause you never know. And in this case, but if we're talking on a deeper philosophical level, you never know when you could be close to reaching your ultimate goal. Yeah. So if he perseveres in life, he might be closer than he thinks to helping them beat these Ashveni. Darn right. Uh, you know, uh, it was also interesting to see kind of their customs, you know, the, <laughs> when they said that, you know, they, they needed kind of their moment of silence, their, mm-hmm. their togetherness. Um, I mean, it really, because obviously you would like to have that with the people in your life mm-hmm. as human beings. Uh, however, and if if you get afforded that chance, you know, you, you try to have it and, and maybe you, you put like an original round of like, hey, these are our last moments. Let's really enjoy it. But mm-hmm. it, it would just never be as humans wasted on. I don't know, whatever. On silence. Usually, I don't know. I mean, know. it's fine to have that silence. Maybe you're both meditating and, but, sure. and having a moment, but this was just like a physical act of being it, in the same like room this. versus a spiritual connection. The, didn't you notice these things? It was like a, very much, there's some sign, there's language, sign language going language. on. <laughs> Again, it was, it was more of a ritual than a mm-hmm. connection. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's nice. Like you said, there's a meditative moment. They're really taking each other in on an energy level, which is cool. And Hopefully. obviously how they communicate. Um, but when I've lost a loved one, I know I was screaming, crying. So it's a very different thing from what a lot of humans do when they're about to lose something or someone they love. Mm-hmm. Interesting to note those differences. And, uh, you know, Anne really steps up to the plate. Uh, you know, involuntarily, mm-hmm. but she succeeds. She does. Good to know she can do surgery on other beings. And, well, to an extent, because you know she just followed Cochise's instructions. But uh, but ultimately, I, I wonder if how much the father knew that he was his lifespan was going to end after this. If he was, if he knew he was sacrificing himself ultimately. And perhaps why he didn't, you know, if he did, why didn't tell Cochise? Because he should be like, hey, just so you know, uh, I agree with you. It is for the greater good for our our species, the Volm, but I will no longer be returning post this surgery. I think he may have had an inkling about it. However. So he learned too, even. He learned what? He himself learned because to hide that fact from Cochise, that's human. Right, because Cochise probably wouldn't have gone through with it if he knew that he was going to pass in the process. Correct. So, there you go. Let us know, let, let us know your thoughts on that, because I, I really do wonder if if he did it knowingly, but without telling Cochise. I'm going to say yes. Okay. That's just my intuition speaking. Uh, if, let's talk about the moment, of, you know, uh, I, when Anne educates him on grief mm-hmm. and so on, you know, and finally... This is the first time that Anne has a chance to grieve herself right. about Lexi. It's the first time she's fully acknowledged it. Of course, it's been said in passing a couple times, but it's the first time she's let herself go through any grieving process, at least that we've seen. And 
you know, in earlier episodes, it, it, the notion was forgiveness versus not forgiveness. Uh, sometimes you don't think about Lexi, blah, blah. And now it's interesting because it's brought coaches and her are certainly closer together, mm-hmm. let alone coaches uh, co- and humanity. But just the two of them now can have, you know, they have that shared experience, mm-hmm. that bond together. Yeah, it was a beautiful moment, especially on coaches' end. I, Cochises, that's very difficult to say, by Co- the way. Cochise. Cochise. Yes, on his end. Um, it was, it was very moving, that scene, to see them both have that moment of grief and acknowledgement with each other. And at least they understand each other. If no one else in the world does, at least they have that understanding and that bond and they can share in it and get through it together. Mm-hmm. By the way, circling back to the surgery, if that monitor was there the whole time, why couldn't Anne have been checking up on it? I think there's only one. She was checking his. She, I don't know. Maybe she was checking the coaches' iPad vitals. Check them both at the same time. No, <laughs> that would have been an assignment for Ben. Like, hey, Ben, every, mm. every ten seconds, you know, switch them. Yeah, switch the screens. Yeah. Ah, oh, well, next time, next time you do alien surgery, gotta check both monitors. Indeed. Um. So before we uh, before we get on to the next topic, which we're going closer and closer to the big blowout between Pope and Tom. Mm. Um, but we're not quite there yet. Uh, you know, we got to thank one of our sponsors. Uh, our sponsors here help keep the shows free, completely free to you, whether you're watching or you're listening. And uh, again, we want to, we will continue to keep all these shows free. All over 450 TV series that we cover with over 12 thousand individual episodes that's a lot right that's a ton well someone's gonna help pay for this and uh you know so one of our sponsors is mazda and you can you can support us by supporting them and mazda has a very important question to you does driving matter because you know what if you ask the second mask the answer is definitely yes there's over four million miles of road in the u.s to find out that's a lot of ground to cover now the second mask they're more determined they got to get from a certain they got to get from georgia to fayetteville then to washington that's still a lot of road just for them uh even for them that's a lot of that's a lot of highways, freeways, uh, potentially wrong ways. They don't want to take a wrong way. Hopefully but, we're going the right direction. Uh, it could be some long ways because they might have to go around. But if they can take a shortcut, hopefully they will. Um, they're all out there waiting to be driven on. Uh, so just keep going. You know, for you, do you wake up early on a Sunday morning before the traffic hits? Or do you just take the long winding road home for a change after work? Um, if driving matters to you, just go out and drive. Why? Because driving matters. And you know what? Nobody knows that better than Colonel Weaver from today's episode because he just drove that car uh. so happily. So thank you, Mazda, for asking the question, does driving matter? And you know what? Uh, good people at home, it does matter. It sure does. And check out their other ads as well because they have some really great storytelling going on in their commercials. I don't know who's making those things, but they're fabulous. If you like Falling Skies, you're going to love Mazda commercials. <laughs> they t- they do tell a story. They do. They really do. They pull at your heartstrings just like this show. So um, go support them as well. All right. Let's talk about... Speaking of uh, Colonel Weaver and 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 his his driving around, let's talk about the mission. Uh, you know, out of honestly, out of nowhere, but young Matt 
basically comes across and he says, hey, we should go to this place, check it out. And uh, and we do. And there's quite a lot of uh, good supplies. Not You know, we got some gas. We got cars. Walkie-talkies. Walkie-talkies. Um, and uh, so, you know, we're good. Yes. It was out of nowhere, though. I'm glad you brought that up because it was as if he'd done a quick Yelp search and decided that there was some great warehouse somewhere that they needed to raid. Well, he's a smart kid. He's, uh, he's got a sixth sense. He's working with Dingen and... Mm-hmm. And so he's he's learning a lot. And yeah, I mean, he's just putting it to use. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of this whole mission, as soon as uh, as soon as Ryan volunteered, I knew I, I, I looked at it. As, you know what? We don't really know Ryan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just bored and wants to go on a mission. Great. Add him. Uh, you said it out loud, actually. You really did predict it. He's like, uh-oh, this guy's going to die and Pope's going to go crazy. It just, Bam, it happened. Not that it's written <laughs> poorly, but like... Sometimes you can predict it. Again, it was just, it was a very expendable character. As lovable right. as Ryan was in that moment. Has anyone seen Ryan before? No. I so, mean, you maybe have, but he's, he's, yeah, very much expendable. He's not a beloved character, certainly. Certainly. Um, young Matt, however, is. And so they brought him along. And, you know, perhaps that was just to add tension of, you know, who could possibly die. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and but it was Ryan and he had to be the one to he just had to be the one to open up those doors. Just don't open up those doors. Don't open the doors. He thought there was a machine going in there. He's like, there's something running in here. Bam, opens the doors. He's running because bugs are coming at his face and about to murder him. And but they did. They did. They, they did, did a very successful job at that. They just skin off. I wonder if it was going through Tom's mind of like, oh crap. I didn't see that. Not- you mean the oh crap of the Pope thing, or just oh crap of oh my god, there's another thing to deal with. No, just, well, just the fact of like what went through Tom's mind is it? Wow. First off. You know, anytime somebody dies, I'm sure he does feel bad, right? right? So it's, oh, wow, Ryan died. Number two, I got to deal with the situation. But number three, it's like, is Pope in some ways right? Or like, wow, another mission and someone did die. I think he probably had that, oh, wow, is Pope kind of right driving back. But I think in that moment, he was just trying to save as many people as he could. I don't yeah. think he had that much foresight. Well, he had, he had to more react than anything. Mm-hmm. He didn't have time. He didn't have that luxury of of thinking. Being like, hmm, what? How are the five ways this will affect me? Why would looking at your watch tell you that? I don't know. It's an eye watch. <laughs> it's an eye watch. That's right. It tells you anything. <laughs> the future. Um, but Matt's spray. Matt spray came in. Wasn't handy. it mace? It was mace. Yeah. It came in really handy because I, I don't know what the difference was uh, that uh, they're humanized. I don't, I don't know if. Yes, I get like if you spray someone with mace into human eyes, you know they, they for it lack burns. of a better term, pardon the pun, bug out. <laughs> However, I, could you have achieved the same thing if it was any other? Uh, you know, if it didn't have human eyes, hopefully. I'm assuming so, but I guess, I mean, I wonder if they have any experiments out there about that. Hopefully not, because, you know, animal testing is bad and all. But it'd be interesting to know if that would actually work on a regular bug. 
Well, or just an alien. Or yeah. Well, I'll check out. I guess I'll we do can, some research yeah. on that. Go go talk to your alien friends and see how that works. I'll I'll, let, I'll uh, report back to you guys. Perfect. When I can. Uh, yeah, I mean this. I, I'm glad for this. We didn't end up. I feel like they didn't end up taking as much. Maybe that was because they had to get the hell out of Dodge, so to speak. But we don't know what they took, right? Well, they took the gas. They took uh, the talkies. They took the talkies and everything like that. Uh, we knew the car was going to be just a gas guzzler and of no use, but it was fun to drive. Yep. Um, so, but I still feel like we were very excited when we came in. I, I don't feel like we walked out with everything that we saw. I don't no. know. That was just, maybe I'm completely wrong. I don't think you're wrong. I mean, those are the things that we saw them take. So unless they somehow snuck something else when the bugs were, you know, maced out. Yeah. I don't, I think you're right. That's all they took. And this is just a slight pet peeve, but uh, I, I feel like most of the stuff was... Uh, the truck was way farther back than than where the items were. So I feel like we could have moved the truck up instead of having to, you know, carry gas, uh, you know, 50 yards down the road instead of 15 or 10. Yeah, less just space to run, too. I mean, if more space, less space to run too. So like if someone's chasing you, you can get to the car faster. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah. So that someone, was, I mean aliens. So that, that, that was a pet peeve. Yeah. A nitpick slash pet peeve. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. No, he, no person would do that. They want to make life easier. So. Correct. Um, <laughs> speaking of making your life easier, uh, I want to tell you guys, uh, so about something cool. Uh, other shows are doing this, um, but I want to tell you guys, regardless, um, if you like magazines, there's an there's an app called Next Issue, and what it, it's it's basically the Netflix of magazines. It's available on your tablets, your smartphones, doesn't matter, and uh, you know it costs about nine 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 a nine dollars and ninety nine cents a month. Mm-hmm. However. If you go to nextissue.com slash ABTV, you get one month for free. It's really... And That's by the, awesome. It, it's, uh, so I encourage you guys to go there, nextissue.com slash ABTV. Check it out. Um, you and know, that's a special code just for our viewers and our listeners. Correct. Yeah. You know, try it out and let me know what you guys think because I've I've been using it. A bunch of AfterBuzzers have been using it, and um, I'm pretty sure you can split it on up to five different devices as well. Correct. Yeah. So that's cool. So you can share it with your friends and family. It's not like you just buy one and then it's just for you. It's it makes a lot of sense. That's right, and it's got uh, it's got various magazines, right? Uh, I the. Probably isn't one that I can think of that isn't on there. Mm-hmm. There's a you know People, I'm, gonna name, right? I'm gonna name some of Lauren's favorites. Yes, please. Cosmo. Oh, I do uh, love Cosmo. See, I knew it. Allure, uh, people she mentioned. Uh, then Vogue. For, Vogue is there for people like me. There's Sports Illustrated, ESPN, uh, Rolling Stone. I like Rolling Stone. Uh, I think there's like a farming one. We got to get the farming magazine. We got to sow Wired. the seeds. I like Wired. Wired magazine. Uh, so so they're all there. And, you know, this. you basically get, the, you can have as many of these magazines that you subscribe to right on your tablet, your smartphone, and you get uh, various issues. You don't just have one issue of this magazine, you know, that you like or, you know, whatever ones you're subscribed to. You get all you get the various issues of that magazine. So you can go back in time and, and literally, if you just, if you're a person that buys 
two or more magazines a month, this thing pays for itself mm-hmm. 10 times over. But remember, if you go to nextissue.com slash ABTV, you get the first 30 days free. So you can just so, try it out. Yeah, if you don't like it, you don't like it. But, but you're going to like it. Yeah. It's going to be cool. All right. So. They could use that for a little bit of entertainment. That's right. You know, go back go back to the archives. Yeah. <laughs> See what life used to be like. Put it on their vision board. Um, all right. So let's talk about the biggest thing that we have going on in this episode. Pope versus Tom. I mean, the, the episode's called Pope Breaks Bad. And, you know, we were most excited. When we made our predictions, we were most excited about this. Mm-hmm. And it's coming to fruition. Yes. I'm excited that one of my predictions came true, too. And Anthony and him paired up. Indeed. What, what do you think of that? What do you think of Anthony just in general? He was he was trying to get back in. He was talking to Anne. Then he talked to Colonel Weaver. Quite, you know, he, he said, with all due respect. But there was not still not a lot of respect with all due respect no. in that. It was like when someone says no offense and then they say the most offensive thing that you could ever hear. You know, it's just something. He's being passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he is kind of being led by Pope right now. Um, but I think he's still very volatile. I'm shocked that he didn't kill someone in this episode. I thought that, you know, at least Anne was a goner. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I, I was shocked that that he did not kill someone, especially, you know, I, I mean, he's really trusting of Pope. Mm-hmm. And granted, he has no one else. to Pope's just a great loudmouth, right? I mean, I, I don't know if An- Anthony's leader in any sort of way, but... Um, I think he would have followed inevitably anyone that that opposed the Masons mm-hmm. in whatever way, shape, or form and had a big mouth. Now, if there was somebody else to choose from besides just Pope, yeah, maybe he could have gone with them. But Pope, obviously, you know, he's the only one right now. And, and he, he has gave a, him a gun. So Gave him a gun. Gave him power back. But ultimately, I mean, what's that gun going to do? It's a handgun. Yeah, it could kill someone, but it was the symbolism of it, I think, that meant a lot to him. Yeah. But, you know, it's just one of those things. Anthony's been so great, and I I think if he just... I mean, it's tough. How how do you just kind of realize that, yeah, you know what, they are right? Right. I don't know. I mean, especially if you are going through that kind of a disorder, I don't know what the emotional mindset would be what that entails is he really in denial does he really think that he doesn't have this does does some part of him know that i think time will tell i think some part of him does know though but i think the bigger part of him wants to feel empowered and i'm a man and i want to be in this fight and he's had his power taken away from him and so the pride within him is what's winning yeah and the this this episode opened up really well with um pope's kind of doing a funeral and uh, tom comes up to him he's like you know i wish he told other people they i'm sure they would have liked to be a part of this you know uh if you want to go back and grieve let us know but tom never apologized and i don't think he should have apologized for the decision but at least just saying hey i'm sorry that we didn't get back there in time. You know, I, I truly am, so on and so forth. I I think that's where Tom was wrong. I think that could have helped, def- you know, potentially diffuse a lot of this. Or even not... I just realized, as you were saying, that he was having his little funeral by himself with him and Sarah. He was having his moment of silence. 
He didn't speak at all during that whole time, even when Tom was coming at him. So even if Tom had chosen a different moment to approach him, it could have been a little bit better. I'm not saying it would be different, but it could have been better. Yeah, but I think, you know, the the moment of silences that we spoke about earlier, the, there was an acceptance there. There was um, a coming to terms with. Mm-hmm. This is very much, it, it, it stirred the pot, you know. It, it wasn't, yes, he accepts that Sarah's dead, but he doesn't accept the conditions under which it happened, and, and, uh, and he wants vengeance. Sure. But I still think that he disrupt, disrupted whatever kind of ceremony he was trying to have in that moment. I agree. And as I, you know, I think if he just at least apologized, then the two of them could have had a shared moment of silence versus right. him versus Tom. You know, Tom really didn't do much. No. He unfortunately. said, I know you blame me. That was the best he did as far as an apology. It was, but it was still putting apology. it back on him, on yeah. Pope. Yeah. yeah. Basically saying, I know you blame me, but it's not my fault. You know, but but when him and Colonel Weaver are talking, and I, I actually I think it's I think he says it to Anne. He says, you know, hey, I I, I said I understand why he blames me, but I didn't say I was wrong, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. I think that's you know I think I think you can have that coming to moment with Pope and say, you know, I I get why you were upset with me, and you have a right to be upset with me. But I'm not wrong, and I'm not going to accept. I'm not going to accept that side of it. But I, I, I do accept that. You know what? You've lost someone, and that means a lot to you, and it means a lot to me. Yeah, I understand that. I thought it was an interesting point what Pope brought up when he was talking about what if it had been one of your kids or your wife? What would you have done? And he said, "Well, I would have gone off on my own." Um, I wonder though. But we do see at the end of the episode what he does. So, well, what do you, what do you think of you know? So let's talk about the first. You know, the first encounter. They just get back, and there's Pope and his... Posse. His, yeah. Pope's posse. And he goes at him. But, I think you know, as heated as Tom may be, and as, as worried as Ann and, and Weaver were of what he's going to do and say, he was pretty coherent in the fact of, like, hey, every... You know, there isn't a day that we're not in the front lines. There isn't a day that I, I, I don't potentially could lose, you know, my kids. And I was glad that he brought up Lexi as well because she was sacrificed. And potentially, um, potentially he was, I mean. He was as well. I mean, the fact that he lived was a miracle. It was. Yeah. So it, it, it's one of those things. Uh, again, do you discredit that? I mean, what? No, I don't think you should discredit it, but Pope is doing that very easily because it doesn't help him prove his point. Well, what about what about the other point of you know Hal is the first one to make it, then then Tom echoes it of the fact you know all Pope ever does is bitch and moan on the sidelines, and if he really wants to be a leader, go lead, but also do it elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's very it's very easy, and you know, where else is gonna where else is Pope gonna go? I don't know. I mean, he's going to have to build another barricade wherever he goes. That was the first thing that came to my mind. Where are you going to find another shelter, safe place, with all these people around to protect you all the time? There's power in numbers. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know, but I think that's very fair. Whenever someone criticizes a group, an institution, another person, you better, well, you better have a plan, you know? Or you better be able to do it better than them. Well, in theory, he has a plan. Uh... You know, as Hal says, like, you know, you, you, 
you always have these small things, or I, I forget how exactly it's worded. And then the idea becomes that, you know, he has to have a greater plan. And he says, thanks, Hal. Mm. And so... But killing from, him is his greater plan? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So is, is, you know, because initially he didn't even think about how. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about Anne in just just a moment, because I do want to obviously talk about the, whatever, we'll call it the courtyard. But if he goes for Anne... It was. It wasn't until the time that she says, you know, he's really worried about his legacy, and then legacy equals his sons, mm-hmm. i.e., Hal being the first one. That you know, he's just kind of reacting. He doesn't even have a plan. No, he shoots from the hip. That's so, his thing. Yeah. So I, I'm worried. What's the greater plan for Pope? I don't think he has a greater plan. I think his plan is to react completely on emotion and see where it leads him. Which is a terrible, terrible plan for anybody. Yes. Um, so let's get back to this courtyard, though. Uh, I really thought... Uh, I mean, uh, granted, it was... A, it's one of those things... I, I, it was very gutsy of Tom to give him that gun and say, Hey, you know what? Because I get what he's trying to prove. If, if, honestly, for the greater good it is that Tom Mason dies, then let it be in Pope's hands to make that decision... And to execute that decision. Mm-hmm. And what did you feel about this scene? It was very, uh, very there's a lot of emotion. It was great acting on everyone's part. Right. I especially loved Pope's acting because he had a lot of, mostly it was Tom just firing off his words, but Pope had a lot of moments of silence and I thought he did a fabulous job in reacting to Tom's actions. Um, I thought it was fascinating to say either do it here, do it in the public, execute me here, be my executioner, or don't but like you got to stop you know complaining and just always firing off and what do you you know pope doesn't do it and he says you know it's whatever it's too easy not now type of thing but don't you think as as much as that may or may not be true i personally think it would have been such a it would have been the biggest statement for him to actually do it i think it would have been too I don't think that he had the guts to do it. I don't think that deep down he wanted to do it. I think he knew it was a cowardly decision to make that an eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind uh, to state a cliche, but it's true. Um, but that vengeance and that pride in him are eating away at him. And that's why he continues on this mission with another plan. Um, I think that would have been the most, if he had to do it in a, in a courageous way, which I don't think any of them would be, but that would have been the most put your money where your mouth is thing to do i think i think ultimately his plan he just wants to see tom suffer and tom admit that he is suffering Mm -hmm. i think that's what this is all about and ultimately it's going to suck because i think anthony's going to learn that i think i think the entire pope posse is going to learn this (laughs) you got the mason militia and then you got the pope posse yeah we're all about alliteration here at falling skies and falling skies after show that's right (laughs) um so uh, let's talk about Anne because, you know, Anthony, part of Pope's posse. Anne and Anthony. <laughs> Anne and Anthony, you know, he, he says, hey, can we talk? And Anne says, oh, you know, she's on cloud nine. She just saved Cochise. She's come. She's had her moment of silence. She's mm-hmm. and she, she's like, oh, great. Perhaps I can help Anthony and we can, you know. Eh. Yeah, she's feeling peaceful herself. So she wants to be able to spread that to someone else. But that's not what Anthony wants. No. He wants murder. 
But does he even know what he's actually doing? Like he's no, just, he he's just a lackey at this point. Yeah, he's definitely the sidekick. He's the one that's like going to kind of like kick her, and then he, if anything, uh, Pope would be the shooter. Does does Pope scare him in any sort of way? Because I mean, it, I mean, Pope's gone off the deep end. You got to wonder. Like it's one thing when so you know when someone has a new leader and it kind of makes sense, but now Pope has literally he's shaved his head. He He's looks doing- so different. I really much. can't believe how different he looks. He went from being very sexy to me to very scary. Exactly. That he head shave. Bad. That's what people do when they break bad. I mean, they just, they go bald. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> On this show and Breaking Bad, you got to shave the head. That's how yeah. you show them you mean business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so... I think Anthony is afraid of him, though, to answer your question. Because, yeah, he's like, what did I actually fully get into? He just stood in the shadows while Pope was losing his mind. By the way, I I think I wrote this down, but Pope has crazy eyes. He, he always had, you know, he had pretty eyes. They were intense. But they've made that switch from intense to nuts. Yeah, and I hope Anthony sees that. I hope so, too. I hope he Because runs. Anthony's not there later on. Later on in the episode? When when Pope and Hal are there. Oh, I see. So you think he got murdered? No, I don't think he got murdered. I'm, I'm just saying it, it just feels like, you know, where the Pope posse was initially large and strong. It's like, why isn't the Pope posse, you know, seeing everything? Right. I think... So he can send a message. Either they decided that he was crazy and they didn't want to be associated with him or he just wanted to do things on his own. I don't. I think it's a combination of the two, maybe. Combo platters. Um, yeah, because poor, poor Anthony. I, I, I really. I feel don't bad think he, for the guy. I really do. I don't think he knows what he's getting into. No, he just wanted his gun back <laughs> at a large cost. Mm-hmm. Um. So now, now, uh, thanks to. The, which we get a vision, right? So uh, before we even kind of find out what happened to Hal, we get a vision from the... Uh, the I wrote this down. I'm gonna Dornia? Say the Dornia. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, now they, they found a way to communicate in a way where they don't have to be in memory. Okay, so that's a step forward. But they can never be in the same realm together. Did they say they'd explode or die? What was the yeah. reasoning? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Ah. Um, but Tom, you know, Tom starts asking legitimate questions. We kind of get some answers, but not really. Um, and we get the fact that, you know, hey, Hal is late. Hal is late for school. That was a metaphor. Why can't they just say what it is? I have no idea. Because then, obviously, Tom has to interpret that, and he gets what it means, but... Well, why could they say earlier? Why could they be so candid earlier when they're saying, we can't be in the same room, this is why I have to appear as Rebecca, blah, 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 then Hal is late for school? What was the shift about? I don't know. I don't know that we'll learn that. I'm not sure it's something that they're going to be telling us. I think maybe it might be a plot hole. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We got... I mean, I, I'm kind of... I'm excited, but I'm nervous because we got six episodes left, and we still got to... I mean, if you, if you just... Throw everything on the table. We, uh, you know, we made some contact with uh, Peru, which is near Bolivia, which is you know where uh, there's apparently a lot of activity. Mm-hmm. A um, British woman back from yes, British. <laughs> uh, back in the days of I don't, 
I forget what they were, but you know, it's it's like the Mayans. You know, there, there was a reason why the Mayans and the you know the aliens and stuff like that. So apparently, right. in Bolivia, it's ancient alien ground. Ancient aliens. Um, you know, we we've got the aliens in all all capital cities, but no greater than Washington D.C. Yeah. Uh, the Mason militias, uh, you know, it's forming and it's stronger than ever. It continues to be stronger than ever. We got to get to Fayetteville, then we got to go to Washington. So, gotta get in that Mazda. That's right. Drive so, cross country. So there's a lot we still got to get to and do before the end of the war. Yes. Yeah. I'm worried. I'm worried. This episode made me really nervous. It's my favorite of the season so far, but there was so much that happened and there are going to be so many aftershocks from the events that happened in this episode. I hope that we can wrap it all up. <laughs> I'm sure we can. It's just, uh, I just have no idea how. Same. Uh, Don't envy being a writer for the show. It must be really difficult. That's right. Um, so, speaking of difficult things, Hal has been taken. Uh, and he he pokes Pope in the sense of, you know, hey, if you kill me. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm going to kill you when my dad gets here. Mm-hmm. And so that's where, with, you know, while Weaver and everyone else is off to Fayetteville, you know, for that mission, we're finally getting that a go. Tom goes off by himself to go do this, and I thought I thought it was a good speech between him and Weaver of, you know, you know be careful of uh, war changes you, mm-hmm. war changes people, war is a drug. He says, and of course, uh, Tom's thinking that it's about Pope. It's no, it's it's changed Tom as well. It's changed everybody. Mm-hmm. So I, I I thought that was good to note, and we'll see how that sort of develops within Tom. It's shocking how used they are to death. When our little friend died, Ryan, right? Ryan. Yeah. When Ryan died, they almost didn't react to it. It was just like, this is the information. Ryan's dead. We need to get in the van. Which I get there's a sense of urgency because those bugs were still probably squirming around in their mace coma. But it's very interesting. And and we'll have to see what happens. Well, I think, you know, part of the problem... Back in earlier seasons, you had the memory tree. So you had ways of honoring all the fallen people. And, you know, now as objectives change, this is the smallest. Even though things are going well and the Mason militia is growing, them as a unit is very small. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they've always had they've had more and more people. And, you know, I remember the tree and how symbolic, you know, they had the little metal pieces in each, you know, it, it was basically an, a Christmas tree and each thing represented a person. Um, and so, you you know, to talk about moment of silence, that you just by putting something up on that, you were able to have sort of, quote unquote, a moment of silence. And then you had the chance to come back to that. But then, you know, when that's been destroyed and, and we don't have that. And we're they're moving around. Yeah, then it, then it becomes difficult of really understanding, okay, that these people did put their life towards something. It's not meant for anything. It's, you know, and when you can't, when you can't have that reflection period, it is tough. So I, I get it. Mm-hmm. So... Well put. Um, anything else that uh, that I've missed that you you want to touch upon? I think we hit all the major points. I mean, just I think overall, you know, I'm sure there's uh, small moments that you guys uh, found exciting, but but let us know if if there's a moment that we missed, you tell us. You know, that's what the comment box is for, and let us know. Oh. Like, 
uh, I like this moment. I blah blah blah. Whatever the case may be, you found something. Well, it's it's more of a quote. We've already touched upon the subject, but I thought this was a, a good quote. So um, Tom goes, "You and I are finally done." To Pope, and Pope goes, "We've only just begun." Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. There's a lot that's going to be happening in these next six episodes. Speaking of that, let's get on into predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. All right. So, uh, obviously next week, uh, we, we get a little glimpse of Hal and Pope. And after that, we just get a whole montage of images and who knows what's happening. Mm-hmm. But but certainly we're left with a cliffhanger of Pope versus Tom head to head. Does it end next episode? No. Whether in friendship, whether in whether in death, I don't know. Well, I don't think it will end in friendship or death. I don't mm, I don't think Tom's going to die, not yet. If he I just don't see it happening. Well, what about Pope? You don't could Pope die? Pope I mean, could, could die. Pope could die. So you think Pope could could Hal die? Hal could die. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I mean, I th- I think those two are possible. I don't see Tom Mason dying with this much of the season left. Okay. Everybody, spoiler alert. So if you don't want this spoiled, uh, tune out for 30 seconds. Hit the button, baby. Spoiler alert. Spoiler right. alert. Spoiler alert. So I don't spoiler know. Alert. You can hit. There you go. <laughs> so I don't know who exactly it is, but um, it is said that a major character will die before the end of the season. Yeah. So, you know, Tom is a major character. Pope is a major character. So is Hal. Yeah. So I could see if Hal one of them, Pope. You, know, you know, if we know that a character, major character will die before the... Certainly, all signs point to them as of now. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I don't think Anne... As of right now, I don't think Anne will die. I don't think the other boys will die. So, it's, uh, you know, take your pickings. Mm-hmm. Take your pickings. <laughs> I don't know. It's, could could this be the death that we're talking about? It could be one of them. So, there's only one that's going to happen? I see a couple happening. I mean, I don't know. This is That was, like, the major thing of when the season first started. Huh. Yeah, I could I could see Hal dying. I could see Pope dying, but I cannot see Tom dying. Here's the thing. If Tom did die... That'd be a shocker. He, no, well, he's left his legacy. Yes, it would. Mm-hmm. He's he, But, but you know, Hal in the past has proven that he can lead. Right, but I don't think the show would be interesting. I, just, I don't know. <laughs> don't know! Maybe the other actors and characters would step up to the plate. I, I just don't see it happening. But it's possible... Anything's possible in this world. Also, we didn't see Maggie in this episode once. We didn't see her once. So I think uh, we're going to find out she's more. She's dead. She's dead. She's a major character. They just don't even tell us she's passed. There you go. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we'll see. We'll find out what happens. Let us know your guys' thoughts, uh, opinions. You know, there's there's so much. Six more episodes. Six. Oh. That's it. The final season. Final season. Season? 
Yes. That's not even a word. That's how excited I am. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, for more of uh, Lauren Stevens. Lauren Stevens. Follow her at. Lola Logro on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash Lauren Legrasso. And follow us here at AfterBuzz TV, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. And be sure to continue watching us. If you haven't done so, uh, subscribe. That way you, you get the shows right as they come out. Mm-hmm. And uh, check out live. some of the other after shows. There's there's plenty of them. There's no shortage of after shows here at AfterBuzz TV. And don't forget Mazda. And don't forget 30-day free trial only at nextissue.com slash ABTV. We'll see you here for the next uh, Falling, Falling Skies, Skies Season 5, Episode 5. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 